Hello, I'm Julie Swenson, Managing Director of Forward Theatre Company in Madison, Wisconsin. I'm Jenna Poff Gray, Founder and Artistic Director of Forward Theatre Company. And this is Theatre Forward, a monthly conversation about theatre from a local, regional, and national perspective. From Madison to Manhattan, we're excited to share insight into our own company while exploring issues surrounding theatre in the Midwest and around the country. Welcome to episode 103 of Theatre Forward. And this month, we are talking about revenue. Where does the funding for nonprofit theaters come from? Now, this is a topic Julie and I certainly know a lot about, but we wanted to get some real expertise into the conversation. So joining us for this episode is Forward's Director of Development, Sarah Milestone. Welcome, Sarah. Hi. Hi, everybody. It's so nice to be here. So, Sarah, first off, can you just talk a little bit about your fundraising experience prior to when you joined Forward in 2021? Sure. I have now been at Forward uh, for about two years. And before that, I was doing some consulting locally and regionally with nonprofits. Um, and I, my career started out a couple decades ago in New York City, where I did events and fundraising for um, several art museums there uh, and, and have spent some time in Wisconsin, also uh, with the Historical Society uh, and, and Taliesin. We're so happy that you were yes. able to join us because um, you, you have such exceptional arts uh, fundraising experience. But I also think it, it was great for us that you came in with um, experience working for uh, organizations in, in different you know, genres of art. Um, it was nice to have, have that fresh perspective when you, when you joined us. Um, so just to structure today's conversation a little bit, um, the revenues that we bring in as a nonprofit, you know, we'll be using Forward as an example for a bunch, but I think most companies fit reasonably closely o- overlapping into the same categories of, of funding. Um, you know, we have the amount of money that we need to spend to do the work that we do on stage and off. And then there are different places or different buckets, if you will, that the money comes from. And so obviously the largest one for most organizations is ticket sales. We do shows and we sell tickets to them to both subscribers and single ticket buyers. Um, Forward pretty historically has been at about 50% of our revenues coming from ticket sales. And I think that that's, um, I would say that's kind of like an average healthy number for a nonprofit arts group. There are, uh, there are handfuls of theaters that have a, a higher percentage coming from ticket sales. There are quite a few that are lower. I think of this as being kind of on the good side of, of average in terms of where that revenue comes from. And I think that uh, that's great. Um, it's important to think about all of the things that we do as a nonprofit theater. You know, we think of ourselves as a service organization. There's lots that we do beyond just putting on shows to impact our community, to support our community, the artists in it, the audiences. Um, it's a sort of social good uh, doing this work. Um, our goal, again, nonprofit, is not to make a whole bunch of money on it. This isn't Broadway. It's not commercial theater. Um, but we do need the funds uh, to put the work on. Um, if you don't have the money, you can't do, can't do the plays. And I, I sometimes think it would be valuable if we could kind of reframe the way people think about ticket prices when they come see a show at a nonprofit arts organization. Um, there's always conversations about ticket prices. Are they too high? Are they too low? Is there enough you know, accessibility? And obviously for most organizations, certainly for us, that's a priority. But I wonder if when people come to see a show, if they think about the fact that they're essentially getting a subsidized ticket, 
when they buy that 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 ticket at the box office. You know, we're covering fifty percent of our of our costs with ticket sales. So, you, so someone who buys a ticket is essentially getting a fifty percent discount because we have gone and raised the other money that we need from other resources. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like that again, nonprofit accessibility, all of that. That's really important. But I. I sometimes think it's it's uh, valuable, and I, I I wish that everybody who bought a ticket kind of thought about that that they can buy the ticket for the price they pay because we other other sources subsidize the work yeah. that we do. Yeah, I mean, I think it's really one of the strongest p- parts of of our story is that we have this almost fifty fifty split. It's changed slightly over time. Um, and in, especially over the last two years, but I think the fact that we do have half charitable contributions, half earned income, that's a really solid point. And it, it is, um, and we'll, and we'll see it as we talk through these different sort of funding sources. Um, it is a lot of people that give at very reasonable levels that allows us to do what we do. And that in doing that, 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 um, you know, your vote kind of uh, to in support of forward is buying the ticket. And, mm-hmm. and, and we have, we are grateful for everyone that does that. Mm-hmm. Julie. So when we think about different buckets, um, one, one bucket is foundation support. You know, you apply to get a grant from foundations and they're all different sizes and scales. Talk a little bit about um, what foundation grants look like for a theater like ours. Yeah, well, in in Madison, we have some family foundations and local foundations um, that certainly have been supportive of the arts across the board. Um, There are not a tremendous amount of them Um, uh, coming from Milwaukee. There are more family foundations. It's a larger city. um, uh, And and that is that's a pocket that I think can grow. Here in Madison, right now, it's it's limited. We are lucky enough that there are also national foundations, and I think uh, specifically about Schubert Foundation, who has historically consistently supported the performing arts. And what we're seeing, um, and we'll talk a little bit about corporate um, as well, is um, some foundations are changing their focus, coming um, leaving leaving the performing arts and looking at more um, uh, health and human um, services and things like that. But Schubert, I just want to make, I want to, I want to be very clear how valuable they are, that they have consistently said, we support the performing arts and we will continue to do that. And that's been a game changer for a lot of the performing arts in the United States. Yeah. And Schubert's theater specific. It's, I mean, they just, they fund theater. Right. And the beautiful thing about Schubert is that they are so consistent with their with their investments, with their mission. And mm-hmm. so that, you know, and, and supportive of the field. And so it, it's something that you can really depend on. And it is, um, it, it, you know, it is that consistency is so valuable because they're they're not in the business of sort of redefining and shifting what their priorities are. Right. I think it's valuable to think about the fact that when it comes to foundations, um, there's a there's a wide variety of um, of difference in first of all 
uh, the size of grants that you might get from a foundation. And there's a wide variety of the amount of work that it can take to apply for those grants. Yeah. So, you know, with, with any fundraising effort in any of the buckets that we're going to be talking about, you have to do some calculation. How much work does it take to request this money? Yep. Um, what are the odds that you will get some money? And what, how much money are you likely to get if you do get some? And does that, yeah. um, does that appropriately align with the amount of work that you have right. to do? And especially right, yeah. smaller organizations without a giant um, department of development staff. I'm looking at our development department right here on the screen. Right. Sarah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, every organization has to do some, some capacity analysis of, can we even afford to fundraise for that money? Right. Right. Yeah. And I think the two, you know, there are two things happening in the field of foundations. One is this kind of real awareness of the return on that investment and the time that goes into not just researching the grants, but applying for the grants and then also reporting out on the grants. And so I think there are some very forward engaged um, foundations that are understanding the burden, especially on smaller and mid-sized organizations. Right. And the other thing that's happening in the field of foundation is this, um, I, I use the word like professionalization of development. And so where it is family foundations that are getting a little bit more specific about their giving priorities and what that looks like from a multi-generational family, how that, how, how that sort of story is passed down. Um, and then also corporations getting in on that a little bit and again, and, and defining what their values are and how, and understanding, um, uh, how important it is to support their employees, to support the community, um, and, and really putting their philanthropic dollars, um, uh, to work in a way that is kind of formalized through a foundation. So I think part of the, um, the sort of the trending of, of foundation support over time is this kind of, um, real specific definition of these, of the, these two kinds of foundations. Mm -hmm. Do you want to sort of carry that over now into uh, uh, thinking about corporate funding and, and sure. sponsorship, which is, you know, uh, as you're alluding to, it's, it may be a little different from a, a corporation that has a philanthropic foundation giving a grant versus sure. a, a sponsorship. But do you want to talk sure. about what's going on in that aspect? Sure. Yeah. And so, so corporate giving is sort of stayed consistent over time. If you look at it uh, relative to some inflation, it actually comes down in terms of the percentage of an overall pie. Um, but it is, it has been consistent. As I said earlier, it's a, it's oftentimes getting a little bit more specific and intentional, which is good, but it means that it is, um, you know, that those are, that's the sort of more formal granting, uh, process versus kind of a, Hey, buy a table, <laughs> um, at, at an event or something like that. And there, and there certainly are, you know, uh, there are sort of corporate entertaining corporate marketing dollars that are used to support the arts. Um, and then there's also this uh, oftentimes separate philanthropy or granting uh, avenue. And so, you know, we have, we've seen our, you know, our, um, our sponsorship 
numbers kind of uh, ebb and flow a little bit in terms of, you know, how we're serving people in, in the theater, our ability to serve people in an actual theater um, was changed over the pandemic. And so now that we're getting um, full houses, which is great for, for where we are right now, um, you know, we're, we're able to kind of leverage that, the, that visibility um, with some of our longstanding relationships and, and understand, you know, the, the values of what, of what forward does um, and, and sort of have those conversations about how we're impacting the community. And, and that is, um, you know, the, that's sort of the, 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 I don't know, secret sauce uh, in terms of, of corporate giving is, is understanding that it's all, it's a, it's a funny combination of the relationships and the impact and the marketing visibility as, as well as the um, sort of the, the, the sort of values that we put out as partners in the community. Yeah. One of the things I should have said at the, at the very beginning, which I think is something to consider is that, um, you know, when we talk about foundations or corporations and we'll get into grants, um, the challenge of all of this is to figure out for each individual foundation, for each individual corporation, what are their needs? What are their goals? How can we help? How can we work together? And there, it's not, none of this is um, a template of please give us money. It's, it's really being strategic on, on what is it that this corporation, what are their goals? What are their, their priorities in the community? And how then can we, can we help them achieve those goals? Yeah. And, and that's really the, um, the, the challenge of all of this, because it's different for every every corporation, every company, every foundation we approach. Yeah. And Jen alluded earlier to the fact that we have a, a, a one-person, small-ish uh, development team. And so it really becomes important to look at all of these different uh income possibilities and prioritize what the, what, where to spend our resources, where to spend our energies, um, that, that, that are mission focused, that advance what we do in the community. And I think, um, you know, all of these, all of these different avenues are possibilities. None of them are exclusively transactional. Any kind of fundraising is, leveraging relationships. And so, you know, looking, you know, in Madison, we have a very, um, a very generous and a very small-ish community relative to, you know, say New York, where I've also worked. And so you get to uh, really know people and you get to then understand if someone is committed to the theater, it is, you know, it, it, it almost doesn't matter if they're able to give individually, if they're able to give through a family foundation or their company, best case scenario, all of them. Um, and so, you know, it really, you're, you're, it's all about relationships and it's all about really listening in the community and, and making sure that we're communicating our impact and, um, and, you know, and supporting the, the, the creative culture of our, of our town. So when thinking about our our town um, and our our community leads me to another bucket uh, of potential. um, Does it lead you to Thornton Wilder? A little bit, a little bit. (laughs) Um, But, uh, and that's government support, right? Um, Whether it's at the federal, state, county, city level, right? And, And contextualizing that, you know, 
you know, if you go to the UK, to Europe, uh, most of those countries um, have at the national level a, a, a pretty decent um, uh, respect for and investment in the importance of the arts to healthy, healthy communities, healthy um, citizenry. Um, the, the percentage of the U.S. federal budget that goes to support the arts is uh, not comparable. It's itty bitty. Um, and, and, you know, it, it's frustrating for those of us in the field that um, every time we're in another budget cycle, the, the fractional amount that does support, say, the National Endowment for the Arts is on the chopping block every single time. And, and you have to fight and fight and fight to keep that tiny, tiny little bit. Um, but when you're thinking about a company the size of Forward, so yes, there are at the federal level, level those NEA grants. Those are very scarce. Um, it's, a, it's a big process to apply for them. We've gotten one at Forward. Mm-hmm we've applied for one other that we didn't get. Um, I think that's probably pretty typical. You know, it's not the kind of thing you're going to get on a regular basis, right? It's Mm -hmm. a real small bucket that they give away. I mean, I think it is, it's, it's shocking. Um, And it, it is, it is one of those grants that is hugely labor intensive Mm -hmm. uh, to submit and and yet, you know, and really competitive and uh, it's modest what they're able to give out. Right. So then you go and you think about the state level um, and, uh, I think I've spoken about this probably multiple times in past episodes of this podcast. Uh, our state of Wisconsin is pretty disgraceful when it comes to supporting the arts. Um, uh, the most recent hard numbers we have are for 2022 in 2022, Wisconsin was 50th in the nation in terms of per capita support for the arts. Um, it was about 14 cents per capita that the state was, um, granting out in support of the arts. Uh, our neighbors to the West right. in, in Minnesota were number one. They were at $8.23 per capita, which is more than 14 cents. <laughs> significantly. Um, significantly more. Um, I will say, woohoo, apparently in 2023, looks like now we're going to be at, at 49th instead of 50th, but it's not because we have any more money here. It's because Alabama apparently cut what they were spending. It's our race to the bottom. It's our race <laughs> to the bottom. Um, so that's really rough. And again, that's not the fault of the folks running the arts organ, arts, you know, um, division at the state level. It's this is the money that they're getting um, from from the government, from the, the fiscal budget. Um, it is uh, frustrating because the um, revenues generated for the state uh, by the arts organizations here in Wisconsin vastly eclipse uh, the revenues that come back to arts organizations. So um, it's just under 400 million is the, is the number statewide that's coming out and that, but it's the impact. Yeah. Significant. Yeah. In any event, arts are subsidizing the state. The state is not subsidizing the arts and that needs to be really clearly understood. But yep. that, so that trickles down as well. And, and that has changed a lot. Wisconsin didn't used to be this low. Um, it's again, not just that we're not keeping up with inflation, but inflation's going up and the amount of funding that's coming is going down and down. And that is the same at the county level, that is same at, at the um, at the city level. Um, Forward's budget is in the neighborhood of 1.6 million this year. Uh, it's maybe 1% of our operating budget comes from government support combined at all of the levels, federal, state, county, city. Um, And, you know, when you talk about what we were saying earlier, the amount of work that goes into 
applying for a grant. This is an this is an area that I get particularly frustrated by because we all know anything that involves the government comes with red tape. I understand why that is, but the amount of work that a nonprofit and maybe it's a volunteer nonprofit, you know, a community theater can apply for one of these grants and they don't even have a paid staff, right? The amount of work that goes into applying for government funding relative to the amount of funding that you might get if you're successful even in getting a grant. It's so out of balance that honestly, the process is getting to the point of being harmful, I would argue, to nonprofits because the amount of work you have to put into maybe getting an itty bitty amount of money, it it makes no sense. It's surprising that um, there, there are some agencies in the state of Wisconsin that have recognized that the return on investment is low. Uh, let's make this a little bit less cumbersome to apply for this. And I'm thinking specifically about Wisconsin Arts Board that has an every other year, um, very um, one one year, you've got um, kind of an elaborate grant, very specific, lots of collateral materials. And then the alternate year is much less. They have recognized that. That is not true of other agencies in this state. And and it does become, and it feels terrible to say, we might not even apply for that because it's not worth it. But I would love for, I would love to continue to apply. And I would love for the people running those agencies to recognize if at the end of the day, you are going to give Forward Theater $1,700, it the the grant process should be reflective of of the amount of money. Right, a, a million percent. And I also think too that we're seeing, you know, to to look to use to look at Madison. Right, we are an area. We were just designated as one of thirty tech hubs in the country. We are attracting new and young people to this community. It is our assets, right? We are often cited as having great access to music and theater and culture. And yet, you know, it's really there are so many needs within our community: housing instability, you know, food. There, 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 there are so many great social services. Um, but in terms of the value that that arts and culture. Uh, present and 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 in in the community, I, I think that um, the quality of life is is uh, is is so improved by these resources, and so it's it's heartbreaking to see um, even locally when those when those things aren't valued. I mean, we talk all the time about the um, um, you know a budget is a, a statement of values, uh, and I think certainly for forward that is true. And so you want to make sure that people support and show up where where there's where they need to. So Sarah, talk about um, uh, really one of the biggest buckets for us aside from ticket sales, yep. which is individual giving. Sure, and and what how how that has really carried us through. Yeah, um, with the the declining and complications of of the the revenues that we we see in the foundation, corporate and government. Sure, people, right? I mean, that's that's what we that's what we do. That's our that's 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 all the that's all that we do, really. If you had to come right down to it, um, we have some really, uh, as I said earlier, we have some great uh, supporters in our communities, subscribers, uh, many people that give 
in addition to their subscribing. Individual giving is is traditionally 60% of a fundraising budget. It is solid. These are people that you that you know that you have strong relationships with. There are people that have um, you know, specific interests aside from from general operating support so that you can have really meaningful conversations about advancing and developing the organization. Um, it is, uh, it, it has, it has, we, we saw in the course of 20 and 21 throughout the pandemic, those were sort of the biggest increase in individual giving. It was a really solid um, uh, trend up in 22, uh, the U.S. Giving Report came out, and it was a little bit alarming to those in the development field um, to see that it had come down for the first time in a very long time. Um, our our numbers show um, that where that is changing is the sort of smaller, lower level gifts. Um, and that what we are finding that the people that are our sort of biggest champions and, um, and have the resources have, have stepped up to, to fill some of that gap. Um, and so we do find that there are, um, on on the sort of middle to high end middle to, to major donors, those gifts are, um, are in increasing and there is some capacity and it's on the sort of the, the smaller gift that we're, that we're seeing a little bit of, of fluctuation in. So another way, uh, this is sort of like a sub bucket, maybe, <laughs> um, but yeah. another um, aspect of uh, raising money from individuals is fundraising events. Right, right. Um, the, the most expensive way to make money. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So we do. I mean, so at Forward, we, um, you know, we have we do have two two events um, in in the year. Uh, one happens. It's sort of over the winter in February, March. Um, and we are, that's a, a community-based um, uh, game night. Uh, and we sort of and go out into the community. It's fun. It's a way to get people together kind of in a, in a gap of the season. Um, and then we have one major fundraising event um, that has a, had a couple of different iterations since things changed for the pandemic. We've, we have kind of um, redefined that as, as a, a one big coming together this year we'll celebrate our 15th anniversary um it is a way to uh to build enthusiasm to build community among our people um it's a way to celebrate some of the champions in our community um those who have been with us and have made a great impact in in what we do um and and you know it the events touch on everything um you know we oftentimes do a performance we have individuals that that show up and buy tables and host host friends and family. We have corporate partners that can buy tables and entertain and and celebrate their their engagement with the organization. But there's a lot that goes into it, um, and it really is, especially for a small organization. And I think what we're seeing kind of across the 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 industry and the and the sector is that. Um, you know, people are watching dollars, right? And so that's something that Forward has always been so, so, so good about, right? The fiscal responsibility is true here. Um, and it is, you know, you want to sort of take pause and think, is this the, is this the best way to be, to be making money? Are, um, you know, is, is, you know, in sort of measuring the outcomes of, of, of the event. Um, 
Yeah. Did I hit on what we what we wanted to do with that? Is there? Yeah. <laughs> I would add, um, certainly, yes, it's an expensive way to raise money. Yeah. You know, there there are um tremendous amount of event expenses. Yeah. Um, but there's also value it it it's certainly to raise money. Um, but there's there's also other aspects of events that I think are um less financially based and more um, about the community. And I don't know if you agree with that, Sarah. And I know that you and I have talked about um, this term, friend raising. And it was like a couple weeks ago, you said, doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> we should have friends. <laughs> we should have friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about that. And what, you know, and yeah. your, your sort of pushback on this, on this friend raising aspect. Yeah, well, I think, um, yeah, so, so I think, I mean, you know, I believe that it is, right, so, I mean, my, I'm a fundraiser. <laughs> my, I have, um, my, my goal and my, is measured by, you know, reach, reaching a certain dollar amount. So, you know, I'm very mm-hmm. specific about that. I am, I am a, a fundraiser through and through. Um, I need to know the purpose before we go ahead and just do something for fun. In my regular life, I love fun, maybe more than most, but I, but, but when it's work related, I really want to know what is the goal. Um, and so I think with those fundraisers, it gets a little bit gray. It gets a little bit like you're kind of in the middle, right? And, and unless you're able to be really clear, um, you know, uh, uh, say, you know, a board member hosts, hosts a dinner in their home and, um, and the expectation is that someone makes a gift of X amount. It, depends on the scale of everything. Um, and so you, ha- you know, it, it makes everyone in that room uncomfortable if you don't say that. Um, and so, you know, someone can graciously opt out of that, or you can say like, Hey, I, you know, I know that you give to, in other ways, you, you're, you know, we want you at this dinner. We don't, we're not expecting a gift. There are exceptions to be made, but I think that, um, you know, it is, it is our responsibility to communicate um, our needs, and and then also what the value is that we that we put in the in the world. I didn't ask that question to set you up. I asked it to show how um, how strategic you are. At oh this. yeah. And yeah. and um, how lucky we are to have oh, you oh. at because you are strategic and you and you made me think about what we do. And these different buckets of potential money and the best way to go af- yep. after them. Yeah. And um, yeah, you're you're um, fantastic at that. Well, it's I, it's such a pleasure. I honestly like I, I've been here for two years and it's such a such a pleasure. And um, and I really I think what is um, what's so interesting for me right, is that I was consulting for these small shops having worked myself at really big art museums in New York, right? Big teams, 35 people in a development department where everyone was very specialized. I love how nimble we are here. I love that everybody wears multiple hats. Um, and I, uh, and I see, you know, development is, um, I mean, you know, there, there is no development without great programming. And so, you know, to be so close to the programming, um, is is really a, a 
a, a treat and a pleasure. And I'm, I'm you know, it's we're, we're all delighted when we can share people share, you know, a look behind the curtain here. So I'm going to kind of wrap us up, but I, I feel like it, we'd be remiss if we didn't um, throw in one other source of, of annual operating revenue that's available to some lucky organizations, and that is um, annual payouts from an endowment. And yep. um, I think that this com- this whole conversation is hopefully um, a good illustration of why um, having an endowment is so desirable for so many organizations, because yes, it's a big lift and you have to raise a lot of money and um, you only get this small percentage payout from that sum that's sitting in an investment somewhere each year. But it's completely reliable. Once you've built that endowment, you don't have to apply for that payout each year. You don't have to jump through hoops for that payout each year. And um, there is so much instability in all of these different buckets of funding that it's it's really um, a, a, it's truly a gift for a nonprofit if you have an endowment. Um, Forward doesn't currently have a big endowment. Um, some of our sister organizations here in Madison do, others don't. But I know sometimes there can be chitter chatter about you know oh well well they're sitting on a big endowment why can't they X Y or Z? Um, and it's important to know that that endowments are quite restricted, but they also are. Um, they're, they're a gift because they, they free an organization up to use the time you would have spent trying to get that particular amount of money in other ways. Yeah, that's right. I mean, ways. Yeah. it's the stability and it is, I mean, and we all lived through that with the pandemic when we, when, you know, the unthinkable happened yeah. and you really understand the value of having that solid foundation so that you can make choices from um, from a position of power and not sort of scrambling to think of what's the next, what's the next week, what is the next day while we were, you know, we were all doing that in our lives. But, um, but that sort of, um, you know, investment payout and, and, you know, endowment, endowment funding is really valuable, especially to a small organization where, you know, there are, there's such a, small margin for error, right? I mean, we do so much with, uh, you know, the, the, the small budget that we have. And so there's not a lot of flexibility should something happen. And this really does, um, the, you know, an investment fund and an endowment fund really does allow a smaller organization to kind of keep their eye on the prize and their eyes on the horizon. Yeah. So uh, as, I, as I wrap us up, I'm going to first of all say how deeply grateful we are to every individual and organization that contributes to our work in any of these budgets, and frankly, who contributes to the work of any arts organization anywhere. Um, That because not everybody listening to this is a part of our local Madison arts community, wherever you are, um, express your gratitude to the folks who support the local arts in any of these ways. It's so meaningful. And I, and I will also just say, we've, we've tried to do a kind of overview of um, what fundraising is looking like right now. But if you've got questions, more specific questions, I hope that you will reach out to Theater Forward with a, with a comment on social media or an email. We would really, um, we'd love to hear your deeper questions. And, and uh, there's so much to them. unpack. I mean, we did yeah. just an overview and I think we could, right. we could do a session on each of these topics because there really yeah. is so much to unpack. Correct. So thanks for the chance. 
But for now, we will say that that is it for this episode of Theater Forward, a conversation about theater in Wisconsin, the Midwest, and America. I'm Jenna Poff Gray. And I'm Julie Swenson. Our podcast is produced by Scott Hayden, and you can follow us or share your thoughts or questions on Facebook at Theater Forward, as always spelled with an E-R. If you enjoy this podcast, don't forget to subscribe to us uh, wherever you get your podcasts. And please leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. And Sarah Milestone, it was awfully nice to have you here with us today. Agreed. We're so grateful to have you all listening. And we will be back soon for another Theater Forward conversation. 